go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another good, fine episode of Wrestling 101 with Jackson. What are you? Tell them you're the host. I'm your I'm your host, Jackson Booth, and this is your co-host, Stephen Booth, ladies and gentlemen. Like y'all know, this is my show, not his. That's right, it's Jackson's show. That's what's wrestling with Jackson 101. I hope y'all are enjoying what we're doing. I hope we're opening the door to new people coming in and, you know, talking about the sport and looking into it and looking into wrestling. It's it's a it's a nice sport to look into. I consider it a sport. Some people don't, but I yeah, do. Yeah, but we're going to get this downloaded tonight because that's going to be ready for tomorrow. For yes. Tuesday. In the morning, but it, but sometimes we don't get it ready in time, and we have to, and we have to put it out on, on Wednesday. Yeah. So, but go, literally, go check out my dad's. Um, well, we'll talk about that at the end of it. Yeah. But y'all keep you listening to Jackson's podcast. Literally, it's the bomb. It's the best the wrestling podcast for kids out there today. Today we're gonna to be talking about Buddy Rogers. He used to be back then. Yeah, the he, most he was. Top yeah, he was wrestling. on top back in the fifties, sixties, and in the seventies. And but his highlight days, I think, were fifties and sixties. And what else is about? Was about he was the first what? Nature Boy Ric Flair. That's right. He was the first Nature Boy. Before there was Ric Flair, the Nature Boy. There was Buddy Rogers, the Nature because Boy. Because Ric Flair was not in the WWE. No, Ric Flair wasn't even born yet when he was wrestling. So clearly, well, Buddy Rogers died. Well, yes, but we'll get to all that. <laughs> but yeah, that's another key thing. Um, he was the first uh, nature boy. Before there was Ric Flair, there was Buddy Rogers. Yeah, I mean, I mean and uh, Ric Flair took his gimmick, the tanned hair, the, I mean, tanned hair, <laughs> tanned muscular body, the blonde hair, looked like, you know, a million bucks, <coughs> dressed real nice, and that's where Ric Flair got all of his, and he just amped it up real good. Yeah. He and Ric Flair is the one who put the woo into it. See, Buddy didn't do that. Buddy is just a nature boy, Buddy Rogers. He's not like going woo. Yeah. But me and my dad watched the match Saturday morning when I woke up. I I woke up because he put on that match. Yes. Buddy Rogers could. Buddy Rogers. Buddy Rogers should have won that match and had the championship, but Ric Flair won it, and the uh, and the announcer was like, "Hey, he should have won." And yeah, it was because uh, at one time I think they did fight for the uh, name Nature Boy. But Ric Flair won. And yeah. Buddy Rogers didn't keep that name, but it's going to be passing down. Now it's going to be passing down to Charlotte's kids. Yes. And Lacey Evans' kids, which is... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know, in the uh, <coughs> modern era of wrestling, um, Ric Flair has had got a girlfriend, Lacey Evans, on wrestling. And like, he's in his, like... He's, in he's like, an old man. He's like 70. Why would you? And she's in her thirties. Yeah, that's weird. I think it's just how the storyline's going. It's gross. It's gross. And then Keith Lee, he got hurt. Yeah, so he was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble, but no. And in that match with 
um, only the only bro, Matt Riddle. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but with Matt, it was Matt Riddle. But it, no, Bobby Lashley and John Morrison. Yeah. But guess who won the title away from Bobby Lashley, the original bro? Yeah. Well, anyways, last night the Miz won the. Uh, <coughs> Championship. The championship. The I don't WWE know why one. people do that. They, I they, don't know. They think they're angry on somebody else, and then Miz like do like winning champ, like winning money in the bank and casting it in at the yeah. wrong time. He, that's what he could have done. Casting in during the elimination chamber. Yep. Then, but that's stupid. Really stupid. How the Miz does that. But. He's a little, he's a little weasel. He's a little jerk. Yeah, and he and he, has, and he always has to be rude to the fans at yeah. the back. He always goes, "Oh, they don't, they don't like." All me right, let's get on with what we're uh, our main our main directory here, buddy. Take it off, Dad. We're gonna start off with Buddy Rogers, like I said, recovering. Who else today, Jackson? Chris, Chris Jericho. He's yeah. the most top of AEW. Yes. But this is going to be part one of uh, Buddy Rogers. Yep. We have a lot of, of it. At the age of 17, he joined the circus and was a ra- as a wrestler. Dang. Yeah, because back then, you, uh, the, wrestlers, the wrestlers traveled with the circus. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, then after that, Rogers went to the office of... Uh, can you... No, Max went out. Oh, well... Yeah, that ain't happening. Anyway, sorry if you hear scratching. That's our studio dogs. Yeah, they like coming in here. Then after he did that for a while, he had some other jobs for a bit. But he went to, uh, Rogers went to the office of of Ray and Frank. Oh, Ray and Frank Hanley. They were wrestling promoters. They gave him his first match July 4th of 1939 against Moe. Brazen, and he won it. And a lot of times, the guys' first matches they lose, you know, because they're just starting out. And but that's cool. But yeah, one had his first match day. Oh yeah. Then he became a top professional wrestler, and he was using his real name, Herman uh, Herman Road Junior. Where he gained his first major win over Ed the Strangler Lewis, he convinced that he uh, he continued his career in Houston, where he started using the name uh, Buddy Rogers. Wow! Well, well, look who joined the party. Nah, it'll be all right. Yeah, after that, he won the uh, NWA. Where was that? Okay, went on, took the name of Buddy Rogers. Simone. Sorry about that. Okay, let's get back to what I was talking about. Okay, he uh, his first major win was over Ed the Strangler Lewis. He continued his career in Houston, where he started using his real name. I mean, his uh, using the name of Buddy Rogers. Then he won the NWA Texas Heavyweight Championship. And uh, he won that four times with his uh, stint, with his stay down there in Houston. Dang. And one time, he beat Luthez, 
once. And him and Luthez had a long feud in and out of the ring. Wow. Well, see, Luthez wasn't no punk either. He was, at the time, he was a good wrestler too. He was one of the top guys back in the day. Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, hey. <clears throat> After leaving the Texas Territory. Now, I remember the territories, like I said, were the different areas. Like you had the Vince's, uh, the McMahon's up there, They the the... the WWE, which it was called something else at the time, they ran New York and uh, New Jersey, Boston, I think Connecticut, Stanford, all that whole northeastern area. And then you had the Florida area. That was a different territory. Texas was ran separate. But anyways, he left the Texas um, territory and went to the went to Columbus, Ohio, into their territory. He bleached his hair then and was given the nickname Nature Boy. By promoter Prefer Eat and uh, hmm. the Nature Boy was given to him by promoter Pref, uh, Peter. It evolved into the Nature Boy in the early 50s. Or he evolved into the Nature Boy in the early 50s. Hello. Hey, quit. Sorry. We're recording. Slave Girl Moolah was his valet, and it didn't last last that long. They uh, parted ways. Within he went with the uh, with television becoming a big deal everywhere. Buddy started becoming a fan favorite and a big star in St. Louis. Well, because back then, Jackson, before you had satellite like you do now, you only had like five six channels. Dang! And it was on an antenna, and back then. Every major um, news, I mean, every major uh, news place in your area had a, a uh, had wrestling on it at the time. So, it was pretty cool back then. It was? There was a lot of wrestling on TV back then. A lot more than what there is now. You probably loved it. Yes. Then Buddy continued to be the booker and a wrestler for the Midwest. In Chicago... He uh, sold out one event of 11,000 fans. 11,000 fans? Yeah, I came to see him. Back then, he he held a lot of the wrestling records for a long time, they say. He wrestled wrestled, wrestled in Vince Sr.'s company, which was Vince McMahon's dad at the time. Dang! He wrestled for him and his company, and in Al Haft... Uh, in his promotion from uh, the 50s to 1963. Oh. Then in 1961, he was voted as the number one contender to wrestle for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> oh. So on June 30th, 1961, Buddy Rogers beat Pat O'Connor in front of 38,622 fans. You said 38? Thousand people, thirty-eight thousand people, six hundred and twenty-two, and this was at Kaminsky Park, a baseball park, where they play baseball. Yeah. No wonder they had them on two K twenty. Man, that's a lot of people for at the time to go see a wrestling event. Dang. Yeah, it's still big numbers today. He would hold many uh, attendance records for years until the David Von Erich Memorial in nineteen eighty-four. 
Many records stood for over 20 years that he held with attendance. Wow. Yeah, because he would break records and... And broke Yeah, like... And a lot of uh, big stadiums and stuff like that. Bigger stadiums than we have now. Yeah. Well, they weren't as big as we got now, but... Too kind of small. Yeah. Okay, he worked for his dad. I said that. Oh, okay. And then uh, at the match of the century, at the match of the century, it was called. Buddy would win it, and uh, really project project his um, career, and uh, he just became a bigger superstar after that. Wow! A lot bigger. Cool, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Buddy would get his uh, hand broke. And then have another injury. That put him out for a while. Aww. So that King Lee. Yeah. Well, when he returned, he had a uh, match with Luthez. He won the belt. Rogers had the tag team belts with Handsome Jimmy Bourbon. Or Han- Handsome Jimmy Barrett. They lost the belts months later. Buddy and his tag team partner would feud uh, later down the road. Wow. All right, now that's going to cover part one of Buddy Rogers. We're going to part two of Buddy Rogers. We'll do part two next time. Yeah, because we don't want to go too far, and then we can't really... And then and then we'll have to stop right in the middle, and then... Yeah, what he said. Because we don't want to do that. We just want to read until it's time for us to get off. But hopefully this is uh, you guys are liking this, and it's kind of making y'all want to... Show y'all's kids wrestling, because I know a lot of y'all adults listen to this, grew up watching it. Yeah. but uh, Especially in this area. In the, this area, the Von Erichs were huge. Yeah, and just think, Chris Jericho used to be in WWE back then. Yeah. Before well, everyone to AEW. Now, he has longer hair in AEW. When he, when he used to work in, when, when he worked with WWE. He kind of had both. He would have... Short hair, long hair. Yeah, and and then he also won the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, God, he did a lot. He did a lot over there at the WWE. And he became he a won, big star. And he won the Universal. And the uh, United States Champ. Yeah, well, I got it all wrote down. We'll tell him after we get through talking about him. Yeah, but, but what do you like about Chris Jericho? I like how just a wall Jericho... And I like how he, like, literally, when the ref is not looking, he always blows him and pins him. <laughs> you like that? No, no, he literally does that now. I know. But I'm, I'm saying that that's what you like about him? Mm, no. <laughs> but it is. I mean, if you do, that's cool because it's okay. You can like the bad guys. You can like whoever you want. Because I like how he, like, 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 taps his shoulder, punches him, and then... Brings him up and slams him to the knee and then does the wall of Jericho. Makes him tap. Yes. I like that part. Do you? Yes. He mostly likes when MJF does the ring and then little blows him and then one, two, three. I used to like it when he used to do the lion salt. Yeah, I like that too. When he bounces off the ropes and bam. Yeah, I actually do like my wrestler, but I can't I can't really do that. I can't really, I can't remember how to do it anymore. Oh. I used to do it with Chris Jericho, but you know, I can't do it anymore. 
Well, all right. I guess we'll dive into Jericho now. I've been a fan of his for a long time, ever since he was with the uh, WCW. That's where I first seen him was the WCW. <laughs> well, all right. Let's hop right let's into the story. Guys. Dive into it. Are you all ready? Are you ready? Put uh, it down. I, I just had to do it. I just had to do it. That's fine. It's a wrestling podcast. We can make wrestling <laughs> references, brother. I am a real American. Fight for the rights right of, of every man. man. Who remembers that theme song? Hulk Hogan. I do. It's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay. Nature, I almost said the nature boy. All right. We're going to dive into Chris Jericho now. After college, uh, once again, when I do these guys' stories, I'm going to kind of break kind of break it out. Like after college, what they started doing and when they got into wrestling. I'm not going to go into their childhood, when they was born, what the, you know, all that. because no, we don't want to do it longer and like, yes. don't get bored of it. Well, that, don't want to get people bored. And if there's kids listening to it, they got short attention spans like me. Yeah. So. And me. Yes. All right. So after college, he started setting up... Um, Wrestling rings for Bud for Bud Bud Holiday at the age of nineteen. Wow! Then he joined the uh, Hart Brothers School of Wrestling, and he was there for two months. And then he was ready for wrestling. He made his debut in nineteen ninety under Jericho. He would uh, tour Northern Manitoba with future superstars Edge. Christian and Rhino. Yeah. No, Rhino is still alive now. Yeah, he is. But I don't think. Gonna, I think he still wrestles. I think on Impact. Uh, I don't. Impact. I'm not for sure. They've been talking about it on Raw, but yeah, they don't. They don't know for a fact. Okay, then he would wrestle two uh, for two other companies at the same time. Dang, dude. Yeah. Dang. In the winter of 1992, he would travel to Mexico, where he trained with with a casa casas sac c I can't get it. No, it's casasas. Casasa. Casasa. There we go. Casasa. He would be trained by Casasa. A very well-known Mexican uh, trainer down there. And he would... Um, like a good wrestler. He was... Okay, he was trying to... Okay, he would work for the for several different wrestle companies in, in Mexico. And even the biggest one in the country at the time. So he was making his way, working his way up. Then Chris would wrestle Silver King and the Ultimo Dragon. Them two guys were good wrestlers, too. In 1993, he was the NWA middleweight champion. In 1994, he went to Japan, and he would face the Ultimo Dragon again and Guido. Then in 1995, he went to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, the Jim Cornette's uh, wrestling company and he wrestled there for a little bit and then he went back to the to japan for another tour then in 1996 he got into the uh ecw thanks to mick foley 
thanks to Mick Foley, uh, you know, telling Paul Heyman, the one who ran ECW, man, you need to hire this kid. He's a good worker. He's a good wrestler. Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul Heyman used to run ECW. He's so mean now. Says he worked with Roman Reigns. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, Mick Foley put a good word in for him. He they hired him, and he was the TV champ in no time. (laughs) Yeah, Chris Jericho was. Then he would have great matches. With Taz, Cebu, Rob Van Dam, Cactus Jack, Sean Douglas, and Two Code Scorpio. I love Rob Van Dam because he goes, Rob Van Dam. Van Dam. Yeah, I've always liked Rob Van Dam. He's a very limber dude. Literally, he would like put. The- he can spin kick you while he's sitting there looking at you, and you, you won't even know because it happens so fast. Because he would put you on the thing or whatever it's called, and then kick you inside. Kick you in the back of the head and you're being knocked down and do his fish on you. Mm-hmm. It'll be so cool. Then, on August 26th of 1996, he made his first appearance with the WCW on September 15th at at the... Of the oh. I was just reading too fast. Let me say that again. <clears throat> on August 26th of 1996, he made his first appearance with the uh, WCW. Then on September 15th of that year, he made his first pay-per-view appearance at Fall Brawl against Chris Benoit. What's trouble? Fall Brawl was a pay-per-view that the WCW used to have. Oh. Then June 28th of 1997, Chris defeated Six in Los Angeles to win the WCW World Cruiserweight Championship for the first time. You know who Six was, was, right? He was part of the NWO. That was X-Pac. Oh. That was his name in the WCW, was Six. And you want the WWE and they named him Six-Pac. Yeah. Since he already had Six and then Pac. Mm Mm-hmm. Then he would win <clears throat> the title again on August the 12th, beating Alex Wright. Then Chris would turn heel when he won the title again at Sold Out in 1998, beating Ray Mysterio Jr. Jr. That's Ray Mysterio's name, Ray Mysterio Jr. Oh. His son's name is Dominic, remember? Not Ray Mysterio Jr. Then he would start a feud with Hootentoot Guerrero. Guerrera. Then in Super Brawl 8 in San Francisco, California at the Cow Palace, it was a title versus title match, and Hootentoot Guerrero lost his match and was uh, forced to take his mask off. Oh, yeah. gosh. Then Chris went. On to become a top star for the WCW. He had some good matches with Dean Malenko. He had some uh, great matches with Dean Malenko, I meant. Dang. Then in 1998, at the Bash at the Beach, Jericho was defeated by Rey Mysterio Jr., but got it back, but got his title back, but it wouldn't but wouldn't lose it to Hooventoot at 
but would lose it. I'm sorry, but would lose it to Hoot and Toot at the uh, Road Wild in 1998 with Dean Malenko as special guest referee. So they gave him the shysta. The shysta. What's that? They played a trick on him and took the belt. Okay. Then in 1998, he would lose to Conan and the uh, TV title. He ended his WCW days with a feud with Perry Saturn that really didn't go very far or do much. Then in August of 1999, he made his premiere debut on... Yes, WWE. And that's when they kept building it up with that with that Y two J thing. I like that Y two J. Yeah. Cause it goes wank wank wank, and no, then it kind of no, counts. No, but it goes dun it dun it, and then bring the walls down. But then when he came out that night, oh man, the crowd was huge. Well, he came out and right off the bat. He had a feud with China. Oh, China. Logo. Yeah. He had a, uh, <clears throat> a feud with China for the Intercontinental Championship belt. He beat her at uh, Armageddon. Then the feud didn't last that long. How's China wrestling a boy? They did it that one time, and that was it. But how does she have a boy I championship? I don't know. I That's didn't. Weird. Yeah. She probably won it against the boy. Yeah. All right, uh, where was I at? Okay, he would feud with China. Okay, then he the feud didn't last long. He really took off to become a big star, having great matches with Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and Triple H. From 2000 to 2005, he had feuds with uh, Christian and John Cena. At WrestleMania 18... Chris and Sean had a great match, but Sean would win the match. And at the end of the match, guess what Chris Jericho did? He dropped down and racked him after Uh, Shawn Michaels beat him. him. Yes. That's another blow for racking. Yeah. Jericho and Trish started a romance, but she turned on him and joined uh, Christian. Oh, I saw that. That year. He uh, had some feuds off and on, some really great matches. He would go away sometimes because he started a rock band called Fozzy. And he'd come back, go away for about a year, come back. I think that's what really helped him stay popular because he wasn't shoved in your face all the time. He'd be like, go away for a while. That way you'd kind of forget about him. Then he'd show up and stay around for three or four years, get on people's nerves. Because he is a good heel. Because he, me and my dad listened to one of his, well, I listened to one of his songs. And, like, he has, like, some people. He has two people that, like, he has a song where, like, like you could finally see his face. And he would hire some people to, like, yeah. his band to come, like, okay. do some, like, stuff with them. Yeah, but he went in on. I mean, he went on to have great success with the WWE, and he is with the uh, AEW now. He's been here for three. Well, ever since the company started, company's been here. This wrestling company's been here for two years. Yeah. Yeah, about two. And NXT's been here about three. 
Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. <clears throat> but here's all the championships that he won. He won the World Heavyweight Championship three times. The uh, WWE Undisputed World Heavyweight Champion one time. The WCW Heavyweight or World Heavyweight Championship two times. And then he won the uh, World Tag Teams Champs. Uh, he won them belts three times. Then he won the WWE United Tag Team Champs. He won that one twice. And then the WWE Intercontinental Championship. He's won it nine times. Yeah. And he won the WWE European Champion one time. That's a belt they used to have. They don't have it anymore. Hallelujah. I didn't why? It was a cool belt. I like the European champion. It was a cool it was a cool title to have. That's why. Then he was the hardcore champion once. Oh, I love that championship. It's like it's like all busted up and messed up. Yeah. It's like someone just dried the bat and banged it. And then he was the U the WWE US champion twice. Are you kidding me? Yes. Are you kidding me? I mean I'm not kidding you. But Chris Jericho is freaking awesome. A lot of people, you know, give him a hard time now because the wrestling with the WW with the AEW and all that. But because they're just they're just trying to do that to make him mad. But you know, if he can still wrestle and wants to do it, hey, let him. Let him. You know, it's his his body. Let him do what he wants. And plus, we and. There will be a AEW um, pay-per-view coming. Yes, and we'll start talking more about some of the new product. Like I said, we watched the Elimination Chamber last night. It was all right, I guess. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like how Roman Reigns right after Elimination Chamber won. When Brian won, he was like, oh, I'm just going to come out. Yeah. And then, and guess who came back? Edge with the big old spear to his gut. Yeah, right to the face. And then they put into the WrestleMania sign, so... He is going to face Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And we will watch that, guys, and report. Yeah. That's our. That's one of our favorite shows. But Paul Heyman said that, that they're going to cheat. They probably will because they're heels. That's what heels do. But they're going to have two reps. But I hope y'all are really liking that show, and I hope y'all are having an interest in wrestling and kind of turn some people on to it. There's a wrestling coming uh, to town here in Minner Wells. Go watch it. I think it's APW, I think. But it's going to be here February 27th, which is it Saturday. Wait, this Saturday? Yes. And plus they will let you, And I'm like, putting money, I put money back for it. And they will let you, like, see the old wrestlers and come out to no, your own No, 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 no. That's the W. That's that WWE experience. Uh, this is just a regular wrestling little a wrestling company coming to town. It isn't the WWE. But now Jackson is right. The WWE, the WrestleMania, will be in Texas in two years. But, Remember I told you. Oh, yeah, and then we'll go see But, it. well, me and Jackson would think about doing, instead of trying to get tickets and be at WrestleMania, we think we just might get tickets and do the experience thing. Yeah, Where you get to meet the wrestlers and, come out and do all the other stuff. Yeah. I would really like him out to Alistair Black. Yes. I like him. 
You would come out to NWO or DX. Me and you, I'll be showing my because you'd be Triple H. You'd be like, no, or NWO. I'll be Scott Hawks and you'd be Kevin Nash. Yeah, because I'm bigger. Or I could be Hollywood Hogan. I'm, yeah. Or no, you could be Hogan. Yeah, because I already know his thing. And I can go. Yeah. But I hope you guys are enjoying this. Don't mind and that. And that's Don't just the dog. Ah, ding, bet you closed the door on yourself. Sorry, they started barking and being retards. But don't just just don't mind that. But uh, but just you guys. I uh, hope, like I said, I hope you're uh, enjoying this. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Spotify. I haven't got anything else going yet. I'm gonna try to get our YouTube channel going. Yeah, but go check out my dad, my sister. Yes, I have a podcast called Borderline Texas Trash. Stephanie has one called What's Really Out There. Lexi has one called Ghost Stories Told from the South. And I hope you guys have been enjoying this. This has been what, Jackson? Wrestling 101 with Jackson. This is your host, Jackson Booth, signing off. And this is your co-host, Stephen Booth, the man with the most, the man with the chowder, the man with the big fat hammer, the man who will slap you back to the Alabama slammer. I am the best, the heatest, the most notorious, the greatest co-host of them all, the most recognizable voice in podcasting today. I'm the American Dream podcasting dad. Stephen, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, everybody. Do you really have to do that every single podcast that we do? Ooh, yeah. Well, I hope you guys, I hope you guys have fun and snap into a slim gym. But we will holler at y'all later, and uh, keep watching wrestling, guys. We will. And please go to that thing that we're going to. Yes, let's go check out the wrestling with us this weekend. But we are signing off. We will see y'all later, guys. Hope you haven't had fun and enjoying it. And thank you guys for listening. Bye.